Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Imagine you're on a John Deere mower with a smooth ride, intuitive controls, and attachments for every season. You just have to get in the seat. Learn more at johndeere.com slash get in the seat or visit a dealer near you. Hello, my friends. Thanks for joining me on the Money Girl podcast. My name is Laura Adams, and I'm a personal finance and small business expert, author, and educator who's been hosting this show since 2008. Each show that I bring you is like a mini training. It's on a topic that I believe is essential for your financial and personal success. You'll hear solo shows where I discuss topics like debt, credit, saving and spending, investing for retirement, real estate, running a business, and how to make critical money decisions with confidence. And from time to time, I bring on an expert guest to interview when I think that I've found someone who's got something special to offer. My mission here is to help you get the knowledge and motivation to prioritize your finances, build wealth, and have a richer life. You'll hear actionable strategies and tips that you can put into practice right away to take your money management to the next level. Be sure to subscribe to the show and also participate by sending me your money questions or comments. Many of the topics that I cover here They come from you, and I love hearing from you because I want this show to address your concerns. This show is for you. You can leave a message 24-7 on our voicemail line. Just call 302-364-0308, or you can send me an email using the contact page at lauradadams.com. If you're not familiar with this podcast network, you can learn more at quickanddirtytips.com. We publish full notes for each show. They're in the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. You want to look for today's show, which is episode number 671, called Best Advice to Manage and Repay Your Student Loans. So we're going to review updates to COVID relief for student loan borrowers and offer tips to manage your federal and private student loans. I think knowing your options is so important because it can help you find the best repayment options and relieve financial stress. Some of these options you may not even realize are available. So getting familiar with the whole student loan landscape is so important to everyone who's got student loans. And maybe if you don't have any student loans, you might pass this podcast along to somebody you know who does have loans that they're struggling to repay. And if your finances are in good shape, and you want to pay off your federal and your private student loans even faster, I'm going to cover five great options for that as well. A typical email I receive goes something like this. Help! Exclamation point. I have student loans. What advice can you give me? Now, that's certainly a broad question, but I definitely understand why so many American graduates feel buried under the weight of debt and are looking for help. According to educationdata.org, 
Student loan debt in the United States totals $1.68 trillion, and it just seems to grow every year. This debt is held by 44.7 million borrowers who owe an average of $37,584 each. Now, borrowers with federal loans owe a little bit less. They're at $36,520 on average, but those with private student loans owe much more at $48,819. Unfortunately, these high numbers cause quite a burden on the average person. The burden of student loans can cause a lot of people to feel like they can't fully live their life. You might delay getting married, starting a family, buying a home, or starting a business due to the financial burden. So I hope you'll stick with me and we'll talk about some solutions to managing your student loans better, whether you've got a financial hardship or not. I think knowing the right ways to handle them is key. So let's start by talking about what's going on with COVID student loan relief. When the pandemic's economic fallout began, you know, almost a year ago, it was pretty clear that student loan borrowers were going to need assistance right away. So in March 2020, the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, which is called the CARES Act, it became law. It suspended payments, it stopped collections on defaulted loans, and it set the interest rate to 0% for the loans owned by the United States Education Department. And all of this went into effect through September 30, 2020. Now, before that date hit, the forbearance period got extended through December 31st, 2020. Then the measures got extended again to January 31st, 2021, and finally extended again to September 30, 2021. So that's where we are now. We're looking at a, uh, you know, an extension of relief through September 30, 2021. Could that get extended again? Maybe. Could there be other legislation and relief put in place by the Biden administration? Maybe. You know, all of this is an unknown. So I would encourage you to do what you can right now based on the information that we know. So when we talk about relief, we have to understand which types of student loans qualify for COVID relief. Right now, the federal government has to own a loan in order for it to qualify for relief. So this is going to include direct loans that are either subsidized or unsubsidized, direct plus loans, direct consolidation loans, federal family education loans or FFEL loans, and federal Perkins loans. These are all types of federal student loans. Now, an important thing to know is that FFEL loans that are owned by a private lender or Perkins loans that are owned by your school, they do not qualify for relief because they are not owned by the federal government. They are owned by a private institution or a university or a school. Be aware that, you know, if you don't have a loan that has gone into relief, you're going to need to seek some other types of uh, repayment options. 
I mentioned that direct consolidation loans are eligible for relief, so this could be a strategy to pursue. The government offers this option when you've got more than one federal student loan in your name. They can be consolidated or combined into one new loan called a direct consolidation loan, and it's got an interest rate that is a weighted average of your loan rates. So, you know, doing a consolidation doesn't save you any money on interest, but it does kind of wrap everything up into just one simple loan that you've got to keep track of and pay. Doing a consolidation would qualify the loan for COVID relief. However, you do need to be mindful that the interest rate could be higher after the suspension expires than what you're currently paying. So again, if you are, you know, wrapping loans up and you've got a a pretty low rate on one loan and you've got a higher rate on another loan, when you consolidate them together, you're going to pay something in the middle. Um, So, you know, in most cases, that's going to help you. A more important downside to consider is that you may lose benefits from your original loans by consolidating. So that could be forgiveness for public service work, certain repayment options, and interest rate discounts or rebates. So you need to speak with your loan servicer about the pros and the cons of consolidating a non-qualifying loan into a direct loan in order to take advantage of the no payment and no interest suspension period, this COVID relief. And if you're not sure what type of student loan you have, again, ask your servicer or you can use the National Student Loan Data System to find out. And I'll put a link to that in the notes for the show. Now, let's talk about relief for private student loans. If you have student loans that are held by private companies or educational institutions, they may offer relief if you request it. As I mentioned, they're not going to qualify for the COVID relief, but some loan servicers and some institutions will give borrowers who are in good standing a 60 or a 90-day forbearance or maybe even longer. It's just really going to depend you know, on the policy of your particular lender or institution. So it's important to contact them and talk about it if you are dealing with a financial hardship. However, be aware that interest is likely to accrue on any private loans during a suspension. So one strategy is if you've got both federal and private loans on your plate and you're struggling to keep up with your payments, you want to prioritize paying your private loans while your qualifying federal loans are just an automatic forbearance. That's going to keep your interest expense as low as possible and protect your credit while you're managing a financial hardship. If you've got multiple private loans, you may qualify to refinance them for a lower interest rate, cutting your monthly payment. So unlike with a federal consolidation, when you've got private loans and you refinance them all into a new product, you actually may get a lower interest rate. But This is going to depend on the institution that you're applying to. And there are some lenders who may refinance both federal and private student loans together into one product. Again, it's just going to depend. But a private lender, whenever a private lender is involved, they will evaluate your current financial situation. They're going to look at income. They're going to look at credit in order for your application to go through for either a new loan or a refinance. So you may not get approval if you're in, you know, really serious financial trouble right now. 
Every lender's underwriting requirements for refinancing are different, so you need to shop and compare offers from several companies to make sure that you get the best deal. In other words, you need to do some homework. You need to do uh, a little bit of uh, communication with your current lender, and if they can't provide what you need, then begin looking around at what's available with other companies. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion, and they can really hold you back from living the life you want to live. Luckily, for those with allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This is a product designed for serious allergy sufferers. It's got two ingredients in one pill that relieve allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combo of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant relieves all the symptoms that you suffer. And what I love about Claritin D is that it starts working in as little as 30 minutes. Plus, it's non-drowsy, so you can still make the most of your day. I can take Claritin D and then get on the mic and record a podcast without being too congested. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Now, a common question that comes up is, Laura, should I pay my suspended student loan? You know, it's gone into automatic forbearance, so I I don't have to pay, but should I? Well, if your student loan qualifies for relief, you should definitely know. Your loan servicer should have contacted you or, or stopped your automatic payments back in March of 2020. And again, that arrangement is going to continue at least through September 30, 2021. And this is welcome relief if you're dealing with a financial crisis, but it's optional. If your finances are in a good place, continuing to make full or partial payments during the forbearance can help you get ahead. You can contact your loan servicer to reinstate your auto pay or continue to send manual payments. With 0% interest during forbearance, the full amount you pay gets applied to your principal loan balance. Now, this is after any accrued interest or fees are settled up on your account, but provided you don't have any of that kind of, you know, hanging over your head, your full payments are going to go toward principal. That allows you to whittle down your debt faster. 
However, you don't have to pay anything to get this 0% interest during the relief period. Even if you don't make any payments, no additional interest is going to accrue. It's going to remain at 0%, at least through the end of September. Now, one situation when you definitely should not pay a suspended student loan is when you're in a forgiveness program. So this could be the public service loan forgiveness program. This could be if you work for the government or a nonprofit, you may qualify for it. Or you're in Stafford loan forgiveness. This is for teachers. If you're a professional teacher at a nonprofit or certain public schools, you might also qualify for Perkins loan cancellation. This is for certain public servants like teachers, law officers, military, medical providers, and firefighters who work with low-income families, special needs students, or they teach a subject with a shortage of qualified teachers. So these are just a few examples of forgiveness programs. There are a lot more out there. If you qualify for a forgiveness program, make sure that you understand that your skipped payments during the relief period count toward loan forgiveness, just like you paid them. So it is in your best interest not to continue paying student loans that already qualify for forgiveness because you're getting credit for them whether you pay or not. So don't pay. You're better off using that money for something else, such as shoring up your emergency fund. Also note that skip payments during forbearance do not hurt your credit. They get reported to the credit agencies just as if you paid them on time. So you know, the takeaway here is that there is not a downside to taking the government up on this automatic forbearance. But if you're in good shape and you can afford to pay, that will help you get ahead. Now, as I mentioned, the CARES Act could extend student loan relief beyond the current expiration date of September 30th. But if not, you should receive notice from your loan servicer at least 21 days before your payment is due. And if you're worried that you will not be able to afford your loans after forbearance in the fall, it's a really good time to investigate a repayment plan that's going to meet your needs A good tool to use is the federal government's loan simulator tool. I'm going to put a link to this in the show notes. Again, they're in the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. This tool will help you see what your payment would be under various options, such as enrolling in an income-driven repayment plan, and that's also called an IDR, Income Driven Repayment Plan. You're going to see multiple IDRs, uh, you know, available from the federal government. These may reduce or even eliminate your payments based on your income and your family size. If you enroll in one of these payment plans during the suspension period, your payments may automatically remain suspended after the relief expires. So that would mean, you know, you may not have to pay anything after the CARES relief ends, or you may qualify for a substantially reduced payment. And if you're already on an IDR plan and your income has dropped, you want to be sure to update your information so that you will get a new payment amount based on your current financial situation. When the forbearance ends, you may be eligible to pay a lower amount that's more affordable. Now, in addition to using the loan simulator tool that I mentioned, you can also contact your loan servicer to discuss the best repayment plan, which I definitely recommend. Now, let's talk about what to do if your finances are in great shape and you want to pay off your federal and private student loans faster. Here are five options. Number one, 
pay biweekly. So this is kind of a secret weapon that you can use to whittle down your balances on student loans or any type of installment loan faster and pay less interest. Make bi-weekly instead of monthly payments. This is an interesting strategy because what it does is it takes advantage of the fact that one month out of each quarter has five weeks in it instead of four. There are 13 weeks in each quarter, not 12, and 52 weeks in a year, not 48. So if you pay every other week, what happens is that it's kind of a sneaky way to get the equivalent of one extra monthly payment made each year. Instead of making 12 payments, you're actually making 13 payments within a calendar year. Tip number two, pay more than the minimum. If you've got extra money each month, you could pay more than the minimum payment. Just make sure that your lender knows to apply the extra toward your principal balance. Otherwise, they may consider it a prepayment for the next month's bill, which doesn't help you eliminate the debt any faster. So be sure to make a like a note on your payment. Like, if you know, most payments have a little place that you can put a note. Make sure that you make it clear that, you know, what you're doing is an extra payment on the current month, not prepaying uh, for a future month. Tip number three, use windfalls to pay down debt. As tempting as it can be to quickly spend a bonus from work, a gift from your family, or a tax refund on a luxury item, remember that using that windfall to pay down your student loan debt is the most effective way to get rid of it faster. You want to use any additional income, such as your raise or bonus, to accomplish important goals, such as shoring up your emergency fund, investing for retirement, or paying down those student loans. If you're expecting a tax refund in April or before April, that would be a perfect little chunk of money to put toward your student loans. Tip number four, use workplace student loan benefits. Check with your human resources department to find out if there are any student loan benefits. If not, you may want to propose it as a win-win to help the company retain the best talent and reduce workers' financial stress related to their student loans. And tip number five, automate payments. Many lenders offer to automate loan payments by drafting them from your bank account on a given day each month. Some may even offer a slightly lower interest rate because they know you're less likely to miss a payment. Paying less interest can help you pay off your student loans a little faster. I hope this has been helpful if you're struggling with student loans or maybe you've got kids or friends who are struggling. Also, before we go, I want to invite you to sign up for my newsletter. I send out a weekly short email with updates that are filled with tips and tools that I think you'll enjoy helping you save more, grow your money, and become an amazing money manager. So visit lauradadams.com to sign up or text me. You can send a text right now. It's get updates with no space. So send get updates to the number 33444 and you will be on my list. And if you don't like email, no problem. You might want to stay in touch by joining my private Facebook group called Dominate Your Dollars. It is filled with an amazing group of people who are helping each other and really up-leveling their personal finances. So if you want to join that group, you can search for it on Facebook or text dollars, D-O-L-L-A-R-S, to that same number, 33444, and I'll send you an invitation.
That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. Money Girl is produced by the audio wizard Steve Rickyberg with editorial support from Karen Hertzberg. If you've been enjoying the podcast, take a moment to rate and review it. We love seeing your comments and they really help us make sure that new listeners can find the show. You might also like the backlist episodes and show notes that are always available at quickanddirtytips.com. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. <laughs> 